Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. Today's episode is going to be about the seven great questions to ask your clients. And uh, Noel, I'm thinking this one's going to be potent. It's going to be simple and it's going to be powerful. What do you think? Oh, hell yeah. You like my morning mindset? I mean, I love your morning mindset. Potent, <laughs> simple, and powerful. That can be my mantra for the rest of the year. No, no. We have to think of another P because it's potent, powerful, and another P. You know, so it's three Ps. I, I, okay, we can do that. And I have another life request. We need to start getting our t-shirt ideas down on paper. I think we have too many that we just, it, it's like we, we waited too long. You know what I'm saying? Like if we actually wrote them down and started printing, um, God, it, people will be wearing our words on their chest, but now there's so many, I, I, I just draw a blank when I think of, um, all the things that we, we, all the slogans we thought about. Hey, coming to a Lumia merch shop near you will be John and Noel words to live by. Yes. So these seven questions to ask your client, um, these are potent, powerful, and put- simple. No. Oh, you're looking for a P. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> it doesn't work. Powerful and possible, oh, potential. Per, I don't know. I'm going to need a minute with this one. But peanut, but- peanut butter? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's orient us to to what's up with the questions so that might give us our p word as we kind of truck through yeah as i was thinking about this it occurred to me and i think this is the the most important thing for our listeners to know going into this conversation is that different questions are appropriate at different stages in the coaching conversation and then in the coaching engagement as a whole um, and so it's it's nice to kind of think about questions on a linear timeline that walks your client through the journey of exploration. Oh, I love that you said, um, because no one really thinks about this, that different questions are appropriate depending on where you're at as far as uh, you know, the, the the coaching conversations and the 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 journey of the 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 relationship with the client. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll tackle future vision, but I think that's a, a great example out of the gate. So the way that you use future vision changes based on where your client is. Mm-hmm. If you're just starting out with somebody, you need to know, you know, what their best future looks like to help you understand where we're going. And then midway through the coaching session, you want to use that same future vision to both measure, hey, are we on the right track? And also mm. use it for motivation. And then at the conclusion, you want to use that same question set to check in on, well, fuck, how does this feel? Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that That's uh, it's also a good framework. I, I know that when people think about coaching, they panic because um, they don't know what questions to ask. And so what what's going to make this episode really potent and powerful is that... Uh, and peanut butter is that uh, we're going to give you a framework, right? So just if you think about these seven ways in, think of them as doors into, um, you know, uh, 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 opening more questions, uh, it may be really helpful for you. So the, the first, the first one, let's start with one. Yep. 
the first question is what makes this important as your goal for our coaching conversation today? And what about it is important now? Mm. And to kind of set this one up, this line of questioning comes right from the ICF standards. So whenever we start a coaching engagement, we have a contract. And then once we go into each individual coaching conversation that makes up that contract, it's our job as coaches to put your client in the driver's seat right away. Mm -hmm. And rather than the coach lead with, well, here's what we're working on today. It is so important for the client to explain what we're working on today. And then there's a time sensitive aspect to it, which is what is important about this particular goal now? And that one-two punch really helps your client get clear on how they're going to focus their, their strategic energy. And then secondarily, what's the motivation for it? What's the urgency? What's lighting that fire? And then as coaches, we use both of those things to help drive strategy. The positioning of this question sets up the work of the session and uh, putting the client in the driver's seat and also the motivational context for coach and client. I love um, this uh, idea of you putting the client in the driver's seat right away. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the hidden benefits of coaching. People are sheep. Yes, I said it. People <laughs> are sheep. And they are looking for folks to tell them what to do. And mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. doesn't actually work right. when you become an adult and you're in charge of your own life. And so part of the coaching relationship is the coach conditioning the client to think for themselves because the coach isn't there to give you answers. Yes. If you are a coach and you are telling your clients what to do, you're actually stunting their growth because you're enabling them. You are getting them dependent on your advice. And also, um, you could be wrong <laughs> as far as telling them what to do, right? Oh, you're probably definitely wrong because you're not living inside of somebody else's life. Right. right. And you're what's you know great for John is probably not great for Noelle, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to like... Um, I don't know, swinging on bars or doing burpees. Sure. Um, and so we need to kind of customize things based on where the client is. And what's great for Noel may not be great for John as far as um, doing research and reading and uh, a lot of <laughs> critical thinking. <laughs> yes, we are different <laughs> species of humans. Yes. Um, so yeah, you got to know that about your client. All right, question two, where are you today in relation to this goal? Is there anyone else involved? Yeah. And this kind of springs forward from what are we working on today and why is this important now? Um, because we're orienting ourselves in the process. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes a client might come in and they might actually be very close to accomplishing their goal. We just need to really push it to tip over that last domino. And then sometimes it's it's a longer term goal. And the part where we're asking, is there anyone else involved? This comes down to building a stakeholder map of your life. So thinking back to the olden days um, for John, you know, before baby, before Vanessa, before house, there were times when you didn't have any other stakeholders in your life. And now you do. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, I was just uh, a wanderer. Literally a wanderer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Walking the streets of LA. Uh, <laughs> With coffee. Time. Coffee, <laughs> headphones. Yeah. Talking to myself. 
<laughs> and that's, you know, those pivotal pieces of our life are really important to know, okay, are we close? Are we far? Is there anyone else involved that you need to get buy-in from as far as, you know, what needs to happen? And I like to look at this with clients and to actually make a complete stakeholder map, because sometimes it's not only the people in your life who are impacted, but people in your life who can support you in ways that you might not have thought about. And also people in your life who detract from your energy and your ambition that you might need to not engage with right. in the interest of doing something different for yourself. And that's yourself. hard, right? That's mm -hmm. hard to draw those boundaries, especially if there are people in your life who you have history with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Parents are a big one. Yeah. Parents, best friends, um, you know, people that you've grown apart from. Uh, yeah, it's hard, you know, feelings get hurt, you know? Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, so much of it comes down to the fact that folks bring to the space of coaching really unique dreams, things that they maybe haven't told anyone else, things that they've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And there, whether it's a friend group or a family of origin, um, if you're stuck, there's a solid chance there's some measure of social construction that's mm -hmm. getting in the way. And so, taking the time to figure out, okay, well, who, who are the people surrounding you in terms of this goal can really help you get some freedom and some space in order mm. to, to try and experiment. Yeah. Question three, what are some options you have in this situation? Oh, I have options. I had no idea. <laughs> That's yeah. why you're paying me the big bucks. Yeah. I love the word options. Um, I, you know, I think that we all kind of know that, but just to hear it out loud, just to have someone to um, bounce things off of and kind of explore the options. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's completely different than you being in your head by yourself thinking you do or don't. Oh yeah. I was having a conversation yesterday with a, a colleague who is a high level person in finance and she wants to pitch out on her own and start a coaching practice for women around building wealth and mm -hmm. savings. And that service is so desperately needed. And we were exploring, you know, what was really getting in the way for her. And she said that it's this idea that there is only one way to be employed. And uh, I, right. I thought that was so interesting. And so when we kind of come back to this question, what are some options that you have in this situation? I like to prop this question up with design theory, because we know from design theory that at any given time, there are five possible mm -hmm. outcomes, five to seven, actually, and all of them are positive. Mm -hmm. And so if we you know, can accept that there are five to seven paths that are possible at any time, then we have to deal with you know, what's getting in the way. Oh, it's just an idea that's getting in the way. Okay. We can work with that. Right. I mean, speaking of social construction, I think because um, of our story and you know the lenses that we see the world through, um, we don't see all the options. You know, we see the ones that we're used to uh, uh, doing, and 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 we're not used to to like uh, flipping the rock over or flipping something on its head or or seeing the stuff that's outside the lines. You know, um, also because of our false and limited beliefs, we don't believe some things are possible, so they're not even an option for us. Or we yes. Think. And this takes practice. 
It takes practice to do things differently, to experiment, to actually change your life. And you have to do it repeatedly before you have a sense of surety that you can change and grow and change directions and pivot. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to feel comfortable all the time, but it's a hundred percent legitimate and effective as a way to, to do things. Question four um, is engaging uh, measurement on a scale of one to 10. How likely are you to follow through with this action? Yes. And this is what is known as a scaling question Mm -hmm. in coaching. And the way a scaling question works is you're, you're gauging motivation from your client. So if somebody says, you know, on a scale of one to 10, I'm seven, eight, nine, or 10 ready to go. That's fantastic. So we have the level of motivation that we need when we're seven or above. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes back and says, I'm a six, that's not enough readiness to act. And so Mm -hmm. we need to go back to the drawing board with our client and say, okay, well, you know, six or below isn't really going to get you there. And so what else do we need to do? What kind of leveraged or sub action might we need to set up in order to move you to a seven? How about an eight? What would it take to be at a nine? What would it look like to be at a nine? The power of numbers. I love uh, that it's a measure. I love that both for the client and the coach, um, you guys are on the same page as far as where you're at. And I think numbers can be a powerful tool to, uh, you know, have those conversations. Very much so. And if we're thinking about readiness as a state of being, One of the important things to keep in mind with coaching is that sometimes the quote unquote action step is that a client needs to live with an idea. Mm -hmm. So that question of, well, what would it feel like for you to be at a nine? That is, that's important to consider that goes into priming, that goes into visualization, that goes into embodiment. What would it actually feel like to be at a nine? Gosh, I don't know. I need to sit with that for a little while. Right. Okay. Well, let's come back to the table when you know. Yeah. Number five, I love, I think this is one of my favorites. Um, what do you take away from, or what did you take away from our conversation today? And uh, we're not asking for a Yelp review. We're just saying, um, what was your revelation? What was the takeaway? Um, I, I actually asked my clients, usually almost at the end of every session, uh, this exact question, what was your takeaway today? What did you, know, what did you learn? So I, you got to be careful with this because you're not asking them to review you. You're, you're asking them um, what, their, uh, the, what, what, what they got out of the session for them, not for you. Yes. And John, you will be happy to know that you are perfectly in alignment with the ICF standards on how to close a session. Nice. It is. Yeah, it is. It is proper form to close a session, to create space, to say, you know, what, what did you get from our conversation today? And it's followed by an invitation to commit to action. Mm -hmm. And this may sound kind of wrote, okay, I have to create space. I have to make sure I leave five to seven minutes at the end of a session and ask, what did you get out of our conversation today? And are there any action steps you'd like to commit to? And you're supposed to do that even if 
it doesn't feel like the conversation has just naturally gone that way, you will be consistently surprised by what your clients come back with. And again, action steps don't have to be concrete sweeping gestures. They can be thinking about something, learning about something, reflecting on something. And here, the act of reflecting is where the learning and cementing that learning comes in, in the coaching conversation. Yeah. I also give homework almost um, every session and I don't tell them what to do. I I ask them, you know, what would you like uh, your homework to be today? And so it gives them the power to come up with what they want to commit to, where they're at and what they're, um, you know, what they feel like they can actually execute. What are some examples of homework that comes up in your sessions? So it varies, but it's, it's uh, usually, um, it's usually challenging, but not so overwhelming. They don't do it. Right. So, um, you know, if someone's goal is to say change careers, my first homework wouldn't be to quit their day job. Right. My first, my first homework may be to, um, maybe for a few hours, explore possibilities and come back with sending me an email of what some possibilities are that, um, that light them up, you know? So I like taking the shallow end of the pool. Um, but I, but you got to push them a little bit, right? It, it can't be so easy where they just do it and kind of go through the motions. We know that our future state should be just uncomfortable enough to scare us a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. This is also how you um, hit flow states. Uh, you hit flow states in that kind of butterfly. I'm a little scared, but I'm excited. I want to do it. Um, if it's overwhelming, no one enters that state. If it's if there's no challenge, no one enters that state. So, yep, it's a yeah. sweet spot, and I think that leads us really beautifully to our next question, number six, which is simply, can you tell me more yeah. about? you know, whatever it is. And this particular question I think is important to examine as coaches, because especially if we are young or new coaches, our instinct is to listen to what the client says at face value and push through into developing an action step, or even thinking about what our own question is going to be next, instead of asking ourselves as the listener, did I really understand my Mm -hmm. client? Do I have enough information? Did my client give me enough information about what's really going on for them from a 360 degree perspective? This is a primary color question. This is a question, whether you're a coach or not, you should be asking um, anyone you care about uh, is let's go deeper. Tell me more instead of here's my solution, instead of cutting people off, instead of uh, jumping to conclusions or making assumptions, I want to hear more. So the other thing it does is it shows that you actually care. I love that you brought this into view as a life practice. Mm -hmm. Um, What have some outcomes been when you've taken the time to do this with people around you? Oh, it's huge. It, It puts an emotional speed bump, which I need. So I'm not reacting, but instead, um, I'm forcing myself to listen, to be patient, to deploy empathy, to understand and to respond. Uh, so this is, yeah, this, this is to me is a, is a game changer. That's such a great point. And what happens for folks often 
when they're asked questions, you know, can you tell me more? Can you tell me more? There's a practice in the coaching framework called immunity to change, mm-hmm. where you're asking someone about their fears. What's the worst thing that could happen? And within the technique, you're supposed to drill down three times to the worst possible thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. And it felt, I don't know, a little bit like overkill when I first started doing it. But if you follow that framework of asking someone three times, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, the person eventually figures out their own solution in in the telling of it. And that's a fantastic example of how and why coaching is effective, because the more someone creates space for themselves to strategize, the, the more likely they are to actually strategize and come to their own conclusions. I see a skit where the coach is only allowed to ask this one question, but she can ask it any way that she wants to. And um, in the session, she's like, okay, can you tell me more? Uh, can you tell me more? Can you? So she, she, she says it any way that she wants differently. And then by the end of the session, that's the only question that she asked. And the client has come to epiphanies and huge revelations about life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, for, for my birthday, can you spend a day doing that? That all, all you can say out loud is that one question and <laughs> that we'll, would be we'll follow you around. It <laughs> would be awesome. I'm at the bank, at the supermarket. Can you tell me more? Can you tell me more? $2.99. Can you tell me more? All right. The last question is, would you like to explore this dream and see if it's a real possibility? Yes. This question and is uh, filled with hope. It is filled with hope. It is. And, you know, it comes back to the fact that, again, folks bring to the space of coaching dreams that they really haven't shared with anyone else. And mm-hmm. based on that social construction, so many adults just simply don't believe that the very simple things that they want for themselves in life aren't possible. Right. And this could be, you know, as simple as speaking up for myself in a relationship, asking to have my needs met, telling my mother no, you know, well, I couldn't do that. Really? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you like to explore this and see if it's a possibility? <laughs> That question can work wonders. I'd like to open up, you know, a coffee stand. Let's explore it. Let's see if it's really a possibility. And when you start to break things down to see if they have legs, that's where clients begin to make the connection between, you know, this is something in my imagination to, oh shit, like I could actually do this. Yeah. So uh, Pharrell Williams was my coach once. Uh, which which is not true, but I had a meeting with him years ago, and I was applying for a writing uh, job uh, that he was he was making a movie, and um, we left the meeting. And I, the, the only thing I remember about, about the meeting was he said uh, anything's possible, and I remember at the time I didn't believe it because I was in a dark place in my life and I was very um, lower frequency, you know, uh, didn't believe in anything, um, but I kept it. I put it in my back pocket. And today, looking back, um, 
anything is possible is just something that really resonates with me. And it was from another person. It was from someone who dreams big and has built, you know, um, amazing things. Um, but yeah, just those two words, uh, possibility that anything is possible. Um, it's huge. I think it, uh, it, it just, it can open, um, it, it could open your mind and get you to possibly see things that uh, you didn't see before. Yes. And I, I think for me, the pieces of that that are really unique to coaching is that you break that dream down into very small chunks and mm. tiny little action steps. And all of a sudden it becomes accessible. Yeah, you're you're not just being a cheerleader. You're not giving someone false hope. This isn't false advertising. Um, there has to be truth to it, uh, and that's why Noel's saying small small pieces, right? Yep. All right, my friend. Yeah. What dream would you like to bring into your reality today? Ooh, powerful question. Let's leave on that as you're listening to this. What dream would you like to bring into reality today? Thank you for listening. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.